Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a playoff divisional round football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And I have a big time show for you guys today. First, we are going to take a look at my keys to victory on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. These are some big picture notes that I have on this game. Then we're going to zoom in, take a look at some of the individual players and individual matchups that I'll be watching in this game on both sides of the ball that I think will determine the outcome. And speaking of the outcome of this game, to cap off the show, I will give you my game and score prediction for this matchup between the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals. So it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. I'm excited to break down everything you need to know heading into this Tennessee Titans playoff game. Before I get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Check out the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button. I definitely do appreciate it. Also, you got to check me out on social media, on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans is where I do all my film breakdowns, all of my film clips, and check out the show Facebook page as well, at Locked on Titans Pod. I got a jam-packed show for you guys today, an extended version of the Locked on Titans podcast. We're doing four segments on today's show, so bring in the heat in the playoffs as the Tennessee Titans need to do as well. So where we're going to start, like I mentioned, is my big picture keys to victory. And we are going to start with the Tennessee Titans defense. What does the Titans defense have to do against this super talented and explosive Cincinnati Bengals offense? Well, I'm going to give you like a big picture theme here for all of the keys to victory that I have. And it's obvious. You have to stop the big plays. The Cincinnati Bengals lead the NFL in 20-plus yard touchdown plays with 21. They have capitalized all year on long touchdowns, especially in the passing game. So the Titans simply cannot give up big X plays to the Cincinnati Bengals offense throughout the game, or they're just going to make it far too easy on them to get scoring opportunities. This game plan has to be very similar to the game plans that the Titans have used against other explosive offenses like Kansas City, like Buffalo. You have to make the Bengals earn it. You have to make them go on 12, 15 play drives, get into the red zone and execute. The Cincinnati Bengals are prone to making mistakes here and there. Joe Joe Burrow has thrown some interceptions. Well, not a ton. Joe Burrow is not out there coughing up the ball all the time. He can have some interceptions, especially when he plays on the road. 
this season. So the Titans have to make the Bengals earn it. They got to make them slowly make themselves work their way down the field. And if they can do that, they should have an opportunity to create some turnovers, to capitalize on some mistakes. Easier said than done, of course, against this uh, incredible offense. But that has to be the plan for the Titans. And when you talk about preventing those big plays, the best way to do that is to stay in your nickel defense and always have five defensive backs on the field. And luckily for the Titans, that's something that they've done very well throughout the season. So my first key to victory for the Titans defense is to stop the run while being in nickel packages on defense. So what's nickel? Nickel is going to be four down linemen. It's going to be two linebackers and then five defensive backs. Think about Elijah Molden out there playing kind of a pseudo linebacker role on first and second down. The Titans have to be able to stay in their sub package in nickel and stop the Bengals rushing attack, even if they have two tight ends on the field. And if the Titans can do that, which they've done all year, they are the second best run defense in the NFL, then that gives them an advantage when the Bengals do decide to pass, even if they want to pass out of two tight end personnel. The Titans still have five defensive backs on the field to deal with Jamar Chase, to deal with T. Higgins. And the Cincinnati Bengals have played the second most amount of 11 personnel in the NFL this year. 11 personnel is a three-wide receiver set. That's what the Bengals play. Now, they'll do a ton of formation variation out of that. They'll have C.J. Uzama, the tight end, play as a fullback and, and show a look like that. They'll also spread everybody out and have Mixon go out as a wide receiver, have Uzama go out as a wide receiver and run Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd in the slots on either side of the offensive line. So the way to counter that is to always have your nickel package out there to deal with whatever Cincinnati is doing. And even when they line up in those heavy sets out of 11 personnel, the Titans have to find a way to continue to stop the run. If you do that, you're going to get Joe Burrow in third and long situations. You're going to force him to hold the ball, and luckily, and hopefully, I mean, that'll give the Titans defensive line enough time to get to Joe Burrow and get him on the ground, which is truly the only way the Titans can really win this game. And that leads me into my second key to victory for the Tennessee Titans defense, and that is executing stunts up front on the defensive line. You're not just going to line your four guys up on the D-line and rush them straight at the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line. No, they don't have a great offensive line, but if you just rush straight all the time, you're not making it very hard on them to do their job. And the Bengals offensive line has been improved in recent weeks when they've been playing some pretty good balls. So although the numbers look bad, like the Titans, sack numbers look bad, the offensive line is playing its best ball right now. Both teams can say the same. On that note, so the Titans have to execute stunts up front and make it hard on the Bengals' offensive line. The Titans have to line up. We see Harold Landry do that loop stunt where you see Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, and Landry all on one side of the offensive line. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry will then shoot to the outside towards the offensive tackle. Harold Landry will loop behind them and try to come through the interior of the offensive line. And that's somewhere where the Tennessee Titans really have to take advantage. They got to win on those if they want to win this game. Now, that requires rushing four guys. So like the Titans do against the Chiefs, like the Titans do against the Bills, they want to keep seven guys back in coverage. The Titans don't want to blitz against these explosive offenses and leave themselves vulnerable in coverage. They have to get pressure with their front four, which going back even to the offseason, that was the biggest need for the Titans last year. They filled that need, at least in the regular season. They need to continue into the playoffs. And I want to give you guys a little bit of a stat here 
that will show you how important rushing four and dropping seven is going to be. And hat tip to ESPN Stats and Info for the numbers here. But the Titans have only blitzed, that's five rushers, 18% of the time this season. That's the second least amount in the entire NFL. The Titans do not blitz. They rush four guys. They've gotten 35 sacks, which is second most in the NFL when they only use a four-man pressure. So rushing four, dropping seven, going to be critical. One other aspect here is Joe Burrow's QBR drops by 34.6 when he's not blitzed. So it's going to be very interesting to see. You don't want to blitz Joe Burrow. You don't, because when you blitz Joe Burrow, he takes advantage. But when you don't blitz Joe Burrow, his QBR actually drops, like I said, 34 by 34.6. So the Titans have to find a way to only rush for and get Joe Burrow on the ground. The way to do that is to execute those twists and stunts up front with the defensive line. And luckily, that's what the Titans have been so good at all year long. The last thing that I want to mention here is a key to victory for the Titans defense. I want to talk about coverage, and I mentioned this a little bit on Wednesday in the Rewatch Wednesday episode, but I think one coverage that's going to help the Titans in this game is invert cover two. Now, the Titans have had some struggles with it at times, especially early in the year, but they've really settled in to playing this coverage well. And what is invert cover two? Well, first, you have to understand what cover two is to start. And cover two is when you have two high deep safeties, both safeties are back deep, and one safety has one half of the field all the way to the end zone, and the other safety has the other half of the field all the way to the end zone. The Titans are going to have to play two high safety looks in this game. You don't want to leave yourself vulnerable to those deep shots down the sideline to the Bengals' talented wide receivers. So that's cover two, but what is cover two invert? Well, cover two invert is where one of the outside cornerbacks actually has one of those deep halves. And then the safety that would normally take that part of the field drops down into the middle of the field. One thing the Bengals do very well is they run their inside receiving options vertically and it opens up areas in the middle of the field for T. Higgins and Jamar Chase on quick slants, on inside digs. So if the Titans want to make sure that they don't become vulnerable over the middle of the field based on those vertical routes, they need to run cover to invert, have one of the cornerbacks responsible for a deep half, let a Monty Hooker or Kevin Byard slide into the middle of the field so that they can take away those middle of the field reads that the Bengals like so much. So to recap, don't give up big plays, play too high safety, stop the run and nickel, execute defensive line stunts up front, and mix in some cover to invert on money downs to confuse Joe Burrow and not leave yourself vulnerable over the middle of the field. That's going to do it for my keys to victory on the defensive side of the ball. Like I said, we're doing four segments on this show. So I'm going to dedicate an entire segment to the offensive keys in just a moment. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you Titans fans about an incredible app that anyone who buys gas has to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up 25 cents for every gallon of gas Every time they fill up, just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. And when you do, you're going to have 25 cents per gallon cash back on every single tank of gas. Now, here's the kicker. If you go on the App Store or on Google Play and you download the Get Upside app and you use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, you're going to get a bonus. 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using GetUpside. 
Download that app for free today. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot get up to two, $300 a month in cash back. And here's the thing. There's no catch. The cash back goes right to your GetUpside account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, to your PayPal, or even to an e-gift card like for Amazon. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Also want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. I'd like to thank BetOnline uh, for sponsoring the show. It's a new year and it's a happy new betting year for BetOnline as well. They're still the number one spot to place any wager on any sporting event in 2022. And like I said, it's a new year and that means a new updated desktop and mobile website for BetOnline.ag. Go there, sign up today, use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So whether it be football, pro or college basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of their amazing offers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, let's continue this mega edition of a Football Friday playoff game preview locked on Titans episode. We're going to dive right back in. I just did my keys to victory for the Titans defense. Now I want to talk about the keys to victory for the Titans offense. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You can find the Locked On Titans podcast on all platforms and always free. But diving in here, my big theme, my big thing theme for the Titans offense, run, run, run. The Titans have to pummel the Bengals defense in the run game. That has to be the plan. Yes, the Cincinnati Bengals had the fifth best rushing defense in the NFL, only allowing 102.5 rushing yards per game. But You look a little deeper, and they allow 4.3 yards per carry, which was only 17th in the NFL. Here's the reality. The Bengals, with that explosive offense, they get up on people early. So teams don't run as much against the Bengals as they normally do with a normal game plan, and that makes absolute sense. And the Titans can't allow that to happen to them either. They have to stick to the run. They have to handle their business in the run game. That is the foundation of which the Titans' offense is is based on. So they have to handle that business. With Derrick Henry back in the backfield, that's obviously going to be a key, but I think you need to accentuate that even more. The Titans need to rush for about 150, 200 yards in this game because it's not just about having a successful and efficient offense. It's about keeping that Bengals offense off the field. So time of possession, holding the ball. Remember, this game plan needs to mirror the game plans that the Titans have used against the Chiefs, against the Bills. That has to be the formula in this game. And when you're talking about running the ball, the Titans need to play this game in a phone booth. Play 12 personnel with two tight ends on the field. Play 22 personnel with a fullback and two tight ends on the field. Play 13 personnel. That's three tight ends on the field. We want Cincinnati's base defense on the field all the time is what the Titans coaching staff has to be saying to itself. You don't want the Bengals in their nickel package where, like the Titans, they do pretty well 
in their nickel package, and that's what they want to be in. Mike Hilton is a very physical slot cornerback. He can do the job, but if the Titans go so heavy, this is like the Patriots when we talked about the Patriots game. I said that the Titans wanted to get the Patriots out of their dime and out of their nickel packages, which is what they like to be in on defense, and get them in their heavy base personnel because that's not as talented of a group. And the Bengals are experiencing some injuries on the defensive line right now, especially at defensive tackle. Mike Daniels is probably going to be out of this game. Larry Ogunjobi, we already know, is going to be out of this game. Josh Tupo is going to play in this game, but he was banged up throughout the week. Now, the Bengals do have a very, very good nose tackle and a very, very good run stuffer. Maybe the best run stuffer in the NFL in DJ Reader, but he's only one man. He's only one man. So the Titans want to get the Bengals' base defense out on the field. They don't have a lot of bodies to rotate in. You have the ability to wear them down. You have the ability to just have success. So play in heavy personnel throughout the entire game. The Titans actually ran the second most amount of 13 personnel in the NFL this year. It was only 9%, but that's still second, tied for second most in the NFL. The Titans have to find a way to get into those big-time heavy sets on offense and get the Bengals in their base defense so they can pummel them and take advantage of the depth issues on the defensive line, especially on the interior defensive line. Also, the Titans have to play well in red zone offense. You cannot have field goals against this Cincinnati Bengals offense. You simply cannot do that. So the Titans' plan has to be to run the ball, get down the field, but when they do get in the red zone, they have to find a way to take advantage. Now, I know that I'm not going to get any pushback from you guys when I say this, but the Titans simply cannot put this game in Randy Bullock's hands. And the Titans' offense was the fifth best red zone offense in the NFL this season. I know it's crazy to think about with all the injuries and all the upheaval on offense, but yes, the Tennessee Titans did finish fifth in red zone offense percentage. So the Titans are converting very well in the red zone. They've really gotten on a roll from that standpoint here in recent weeks. So it's going to be very important for the Titans to handle their business in that category. And when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals defense in the red zone, they're only 14th. They're allowing a touchdown on 60.4% of their red zone chances as a defense. So there is an area of opportunity for the Titans there to make sure that they get touchdowns when they are in the red zone. It will be key. I don't want to see Randy Bullock for anything other than extra points in this game. Also, my final thing here is the Titans have to hit some shots. Whereas on defense, the Titans have to avoid giving up big plays and explosive plays to the Bengals' offense. They have to, on offense, have some of those explosive plays. Derrick Henry is back. Derrick Henry went for a 70-yard touchdown against the Buffalo Bills and changed that game when the Titans were down. That's the type of thing that the Titans are going to need. A.J. Brown going for a 55-yard touchdown against the Indianapolis Colts when everything looks as bleak as possible in Week 8. That's what the Titans have to have. They have to have a couple of those big plays, and one guy who I think really has to make them is Julio Jones. But we'll talk about that more when we get into individual players and individual matchups. But just to recap here, the Titans' game plan has to be run, 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 not only to be efficient on offense, but also time of possession reasons. They need to run the ball out of heavy personnel, 13, 12, 
22. They have to be efficient in the red zone and make sure they take advantage of an area where they have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals in terms of the percentages there. And they got to find a way to get some explosive plays themselves so they can keep pace with this Bengals offense. Those are my big picture keys to victory for the Tennessee Titans offense. Now, we are going to move forward and talk about the individual players and the individual battles that I will be watching in this game on both offense and on defense. Before we get into those, do want to tell you guys a little bit about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. It's a new year. That means New Year's resolutions. And if yours include getting fit and eating healthier, you have to include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bars are a protein bar, yes, but they're not like regular protein bars that are chalky and waxy and just plain hard to choke down. They really do taste like a candy bar. They have some delicious flavors as well. Some of my favorites are the peanut butter brownie, the cookies and cream, the salted caramel. And here's the thing. Yes, they taste delicious, but they're healthy for you as well. They are a protein bar. After all, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great as a healthy meal substitute or just a guilt-free snack. Make sure you go to Built. Dot com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. Titans fans, let's continue this mega edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. It is a football Friday game preview episode, and I'm very excited to dive into my individual battles to watch, my individual players to watch in this game. We just went over my keys to victory on offense and on defense, so let's dive in here. We are going to start on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans, and a a big-time matchup for me is the Titans' offensive tackles against Trey Hendrickson. Yes, Trey Hendrickson had a concussion in that game against the Raiders. He got cleared on like Wednesday. He was always going to play in this game. Um, Zach Taylor was going to go full Kilmer if he needed to, to get Hendrickson out there, in my opinion. But Hendrickson has 14 sacks on the year, 45 pressures on the year. And we know that the Tennessee Titans offensive tackles have been a little bit vulnerable, especially David Questenberry on the right side. So can the Titans offensive tackles hold up against, and and I want to mention, you know, Hendrickson's obviously the star here, but Sam Hubbard on the other side has been very good this year as well. And they move Sam Hubbard around. They'll blitz him through the interior as well. So got to watch out for those two guys when they are lined up on the edge in Cincinnati's four-man front. Taylor Lewan. David Questenberry have to find a way to give Ryan Tannehill time to get the ball down the field. I'm staying on the lines. Guys, it's trench warfare in this game. Whoever wins on the line of scrimmage is going to win the game, and that means the Titans' interior offensive line has to win against DJ Reader in the run game. So Reader is the eighth best uh, run blocking grade on pro football focus and run defense. He's been pretty much excellent, but both the Titans' guards have been top 20 in their pro football focus run-blocking grade, and Ben Jones has the sixth-best run-blocking grade per pro football focus as a center. So the Titans' interior three of Saffold, Davis, and Ben Jones have to find a way to beat DJ Reader. I, I don't, I can't 
over-exaggerate it at all. I can't overstate it at all. DJ Reader is a monster. He's a beast. And he's used to playing against the Titans from his days with the Houston Texans. So the Titans have to find a way to not let Reader totally evaporate the run game or they're going to be in a world of hurt. But of course, with Derrick Henry back, you have to hope that if they give Derrick Henry just a little bit of a crease because they win those battles, that'll spell good things for the Titans. The last thing that I want to hit on here, is Ryan Tannehill against the two middle defenders of the Cincinnati Bengals. And that is Logan Wilson at linebacker and Jesse Bates at safety. So those two guys combined have five interceptions on the year. Four of those are with Wilson. If you guys remember, Jesse Bates intercepted Ryan Tannehill in the red zone last time the Titans played in 2020. Now, nothing about that 2020 game is going to have a major impact on this game, but the point remains. I talked to Jake Lisko and James Rapian of the Locked On Bengals podcast on Crossover Thursday, and they said that they're going to be super multiple on defense. They're going to have a varied attack. I got to tell you, I don't believe that. I really don't. Uh, In my opinion, the Bengals are going to do exactly what they did in 2020 and exactly what every other team that the Titans play against does, and that's play tight man coverage and have a robber over the middle of the field to read Tannehill's eyes. And you know who's going to be that guy over the middle of the field reading Tannehill's eyes? It's going to be Jesse Bates, and it's going to be Logan Wilson. Yes, I know they have Von Bell as their deep safety, but he's going to be worried about deep routes. The guys who are going to be in the intermediate areas over the middle of the field are going to be Bates, and they're going to be Wilson. They they have to, let me put it this way, Ryan Tannehill has to not throw the ball with his eyes. He can't telegraph his decision and his destination of where he wants to go because those guys are going to slide right in and force turnovers on Ryan Tannehill if he tries to force it in, if he doesn't see them over the middle of the field. Tannehill has to make sure that he doesn't make unnecessary throws. He knows exactly where these robber defenders and these zone defenders are going to be over the middle of the field because the Titans simply cannot afford to turn over the ball and give the Bengals offense, which is already explosive enough, easy opportunities to score. So Tannehill against Wilson and against Bates, who will be playing over the middle of the field. That'll be a major matchup to watch in this game, and those are the battles and those are the players that I will be looking for that I think will go a long way to getting the Tennessee Titans a victory if they do play well enough to get one of those. We are going to move forward, talk about my players to watch, talk about my matchups to watch on the defensive side of the ball for the Tennessee Titans. Before we get into that, though, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling. They're going to give you daily picks, upset specials, uh, wrong team favorite picks, Lee Sterling's lock of the day. The Locked On Bets podcast is presented by BetOnline.ag, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find that everywhere and always free. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Football Friday game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, a playoff edition, continuing our players to watch, our matchups to watch. We just did the offensive players and matchups to watch. Now I want to talk about the Tennessee Titans defense, and I'm going to hit on a matchup that has, uh, let's say, caused a stir in the Twitterverse this week. So if you guys remember on Rewatch Wednesday, I had some, let's just call it what it is, some harsh criticism for the right side of the Bengals' offensive line, and 
Bengals Twitter got a hold of that, and boy, they were not happy, which is perfectly fine. I, I could take the heat on Twitter. Not a problem. Twitter is not real life, of course. But either way, I'm going to hammer that point home right now because no matter how mad Bengals fans get or no matter how many times they say, well, the Titans' offensive line isn't good at pass protection either, that doesn't change the fact that the right side of the Bengals' offensive line simply isn't very good. There's no way around it. Uh, they're second and third. They've only played half a season in terms of snaps because they're both backups. But they're still second and third on the Bengals in pressures allowed on the offensive line. They've allowed 25 pressures apiece and seven sacks combined. So everybody can get mad if they want, but those aren't very good offensive linemen. And we all know, and even Bengals fans reach out to me and said, hey man, you're right about that. I understand the right side of the offensive line isn't good. We need to upgrade that in the offseason, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's the case. And the Titans need to take advantage. You look at pass blocking grade per pro football focus, Adenogy has a 49.5, and Isaiah Prince, who's the tackle, has a 45.3. There's no other way around it, guys. They have not performed well in pass blocking this year. Although they played better as of late, it's still a vulnerability on the Bengals' offense. So, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, they have to win that matchup. If the Titans' defensive line does not dominate the right side of the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals, the Titans are going to be able to win the game. That's just really what it comes down to. Burrow's going to have too much time. He's going to have enough time to find his weapons. The Titans' coverage is going to be asked to do too much. So Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Harold Landry, who all have more than eight sacks, the only NFL team that can say that. They have three guys with eight or more sacks. Those guys have to take advantage of that right side of the offensive line. I talked about the twists and the stunts that I want to see a little bit earlier in the episode to start things off. That is exactly what has to happen. you got to have Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry doing twist stunts. And against the Raiders last week, the Raiders did have some success with those twist stunts. Now, they didn't have enough success because the defensive tackles of the Las Vegas Raiders aren't simply as good as what the Titans have. So when you have Bud Dupree, you have Danico Autry, you have Jeffrey Simmons, you have Harold Landry as a package on the front four, if they don't dominate that right side of the Bengals' offensive line and get pressure on Joe Burrow, it's going to be a long day for the Titans. That is the number one matchup out of all these things that we have talked about on this mega edition of a Football Friday game preview. The number one thing is this Titans' defensive line, who we've all said the biggest difference of the Titans this year is the defensive line. And I said all offseason, what do the Titans got to do to fix this defense? Create pressure with four, just four. No blitzing, uh, nothing complicated. Rush four, drop seven, and get pressure on the quarterback. That is the counter to an elite quarterback. The Titans don't have an elite quarterback. So how do the Titans have to stop the elite quarterbacks? Pressure from the that has been the formula for every, if you go through every single NFL team that's won a Super Bowl without an elite quarterback, the one common denominator is their front four could generate pressure consistently. Think about the New York Giants of the early 2000s. That's they had the NASCAR package and all that. And I hate when everybody calls the Titans group a NASCAR package. It was called the NASCAR package because they lined up four defensive ends. The Titans don't do that, so it's not a. It's like when people in the NBA call their closing lineup a death lineup. It's not a death lineup just because the Warriors 
change the game and had a death lineup doesn't mean that every team now all of a sudden has a death lineup. That's, that's not the way this works. So don't call it a NASCAR package. It's just the Titans front four, and they have to win. If the Titans want to win this game, if the Titans want to win next week, if the Titans want to win a Super Bowl, the Titans defensive line has to dominate like it did in the middle of the season. So that's what I'll be watching for most in this game. Next, the obvious other one, the Titans outside cornerbacks against the wide receivers of the Cincinnati Bengals. Jackrabbit Jenkins and Christian Fulton against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Now, like I said, I expect the Titans to play a lot of too high safety. So they'll have two safeties back there to help and make sure that they don't give up these big explosive plays. But the Bengals are going to see that and they're going to say, okay, we're going to start attacking over the middle. We're going to start attacking short. If you guys are worried about so many deep shots, we're going to take what you give us over the middle. Well, Jackrabbit Jenkins has played his best football since the bye week. Christian Fulton has just been stellar all year long. These guys have to, they don't have to win the matchup overall, but they have to win enough to allow the Titans to force some punts. So Jackrabbit Jenkins and Christian Fulton, and again, guys, the Titans don't shadow. The Titans don't match. The Titans aren't going to run Christian Fulton with Jamar Chase the entire time and Jackrabbit with Higgins the entire time. They're going to play their side. So the Bengals can move those guys around and get the matchups that they want. That's why I'm saying both of them have to do enough. I'm not expecting Jackrabbit Jenkins to shut down Jamar Chase or anything like that, but they have to win enough to allow the Titans to force some punts and get this Bengals offense off the field. Finally, with that in mind, Joe Burrow's going to take shots, okay? The Titans can line up in two deep safety all they want. Burrow's still going to trust his wide receivers. They're both incredible with jump balls and high-pointing the ball and winning with ball skills. Burrow's going to trust his guys, and he's going to take some shots. And the Titans are hoping that he gets impatient, he takes those shots against too high safety, and the Titans' safeties, Kevin Byard and Imani Hooker, the best safety duo in the NFL, if you believe in pro football focus grades, if you watch film, I don't care what you do, the Titans' safety duo is at least up there with some of the best safety duos in the NFL, talking about Micah Hyde and Jordan, uh, Jordan Poyer from Buffalo, the guys in Green Bay, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos. Even Cincinnati has a pretty good safety pair with Jesse Bates and Von Bell. So the Titans' safety group is definitely in that elite tier, and they're going to have to win matchups against Joe Burrow. They're going to have to read his eyes when the Titans go man and Kevin Byard's playing robber over the middle with Imani Hooker playing deep safety. They're going to have to win when Joe Burrow gets impatient and takes those deep shots down the sideline and the Titans are in too high safety playing cover two. The Titans' safeties are going to have to make plays in this game. And if the Titans' safeties can get an interception or two, I think the Titans win this game. So, Joe Burrow against Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker. That'll be a big matchup to watch. So, let's just recap everything here. Keys to victory on the defensive side of the ball. Don't give up big explosive plays. You do that by stopping the run with nickel. You do that by executing stunts up front and getting pressure on Joe Burrow and taking advantage of the Bengals' offensive line. And you play too high safety and mix in some uh, invert cover two to try to confuse Joe Burrow and force some turnovers. On offense, you run, run, run. You do it out of heavy personnel so you get the Bengals' base defense on the field when they want to be in nickel. You have to take advantage of red zone opportunities. The Titans are the fifth best red zone offense in the NFL. They have to keep that up against the Bengals. And the Titans have to hit some explosive plays against this Bengals' all uh, defense that I have a feeling will be in single high safety and have eight guys in the box, because that is exactly 
what people do. Then, players to watch on offense. The Titans tackles against the edge rushers of the Cincinnati Bengals, specifically Trey Hendrickson. The Titans interior offensive line and run blocking against DJ Reader, the defensive tackle and nose tackle of the Bengals. And then Ryan Tannehill against the the over-the-middle-of-the-field defenders of the Bengals, Logan Wilson at linebacker and Jesse Bates at safety. Defense, defensive line against the right side of the Bengals' offensive line, Jack Rabbit and Fulton against Chase and Higgins, and then Byron Hooker against Joe Burrow. Now, it is time for my game and score prediction. And boy, this one was hard. At the beginning of the week, not going to lie to you guys, feeling pretty pessimistic about what might happen in this game. But as I dive into the tape, as I dive into the tendencies, I dive into the stats, I feel more and more comfortable with what the Tennessee Titans can do from a game plan perspective. So, after a long, torturous week of thinking about what I'm going to do with this prediction, I have come down on 24 to 23 Tennessee Titans. I could absolutely see the Bengals winning this game. The Bengals are a really good football team. To act like the Titans are going to dominate them or blow them out or anything like that, that's nonsense, guys. That's nonsense. This is the playoffs. This is going to be a really close game between two really good teams. But for my money, 24-23 to Tennessee Titans. That's what I would be going with. That is my official game and score prediction for this game. But that's going to do it, guys. Four big segments, jam-packed episode, all kinds of information. Very excited to watch this game on Saturday. I know you guys are going to be too. Also, I just want to say before I wrap up the pod, pod came out super late today. I didn't drop it uh, until very late. It's going to be about 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Had some technical difficulties with my internet. Had to go to my service provider, get new equipment, blah, 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 blah. Still had some issues after that. So I appreciate your patience. Um, and I wanted to make sure that, that I got this done still tonight so I could get it out to you guys. But either way, thank you all so much again for your patience. Thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day as well. But I'll be back with you guys on Saturday. As soon as the game ends, I'm going to do my 10 minute postcast. I'm going to have my instant reactions. I'm probably going to put out a full 30-minute episode on Sunday morning as well to get you guys going. Depending on whatever happens here with this game, we're going to be breaking it all down. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.